The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Nerds, discover your geeky haven with Toink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Get ready for your spring sci-fi celebrations, including First Contact Day and May the 4th with Toink exclusives that are out of this world. Use code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off of your order. Episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers Three Ten. Derek and myself, Mike. How are you guys doing? All right. Not bad. Trying to figure <laughs> out now, as we're record, since we're recording before the show. I can't wait to see what's going on starting for us tomorrow with celebration and yep. Obi Wan all in the same weekend. Yep. Yep. Uh, which means next week's going to be a celebration and Obi Wan recap. That is going to be insane. There's I don't know how we're going to fit that all in one episode. Yeah, we probably aren't. It may be one of those where we may do celebration, then have to get together on uh, on Saturday next Saturday and record on Saturday if possible, and and do Obi Wan. Uh, maybe. Well, we'll have to figure it out. Mm, not sure. Anyway, <laughs> we'll worry about that later. Yep. Um, on the homepage, I know it's behind. I'm gonna get it caught up. Don't worry. <laughs> If, it, if it's not, he's always saying that. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna be out for. You should record that as a soundbite just to. Uh, I'm gonna be out so for eight. The button. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be home for eight weeks after knee surgery in June, starting in June. So I've, I'm gonna have time to get the sites caught up. Uh-huh. You're gonna need eight weeks by the time you get to June. <laughs> yeah, I probably no, will. Um. But you can still check out our affiliates. Um, supporting them supports us. Uh, speaking of affiliates, uh, one of our podcasts on the network, Mighty Marvel Geeks, um, we which is also updated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the worst, the worst of them all is Weeby Geeks. I haven't it, that one's so far behind. It goes back to September of last year. <laughs> like, oops. By the time you get around to uh, to doing it, you're gonna like. I didn't remember what you guys did. No, it's it's 
just transferring, coming up with all the episode art and just reposting everything from the the collective to to the show site. That that's that's the tough part. But um, see, Ken, you got show notes this week, right? Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to try and safely say this. There may be one or two days left in our contest over on Mighty Marvel Geeks. We're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy giveaway um, in honor of Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind opening officially this weekend at Epcot. So we're doing a contest with that. There's a Groot flower pot, a Drax tiki mug, um, a Rocket Dorbs, Rocket Raccoon Dorbs, Star Lord's communicator pen. That's an exclusive pen to Toink and a Gamora What If Pop. So all five Guardians are represented. So it's gonna be cool. So um other than that, any other business we're missing? Mm-hmm. Uh I guess you can always hit us up um at Wookie Radio at gmail.com with any questions, topics, ideas, uh, or even hit us up on Twitter with topics. Um we're always open to that. We I didn't do the survey for this week. I'll probably do it next week or the week after since things are going to get so crazy next yeah. week or two with my work schedule and with everything else going on. We're not going to have time, but I'll, I'll put the I'll put it out there I for next week. To build up. A, I have a quick little question that somebody at work asked me that I thought we could talk about. Okay. In, in regards to the Obi-Wan show, um, he was what asking what, so? if... The you know Obi Wan show, it's the Obi the Obi Wan series coming out. Um, he was asking me, and I hadn't really thought about it before. But uh, do you guys? What are your guys' thoughts on whether or not we might see Yoda in the show, or possibly Princess Leia? Mm, I don't think. Well, we'll first see- off, I think that I, the real quick, I think it's. Um, it's a pretty safe bet that either either we will see or we'll at least hear something about Leia. The theory mm-hmm. I've heard from other podcasts and stuff is an interesting theory that um, Leia would be a really good um, reason for Obi Wan to leave the to leave Tatooine. Right. So he finds right, out yeah. Leia's in trouble. Right. But at this That's point, at this point in time, though, she's what ten roughly. Yeah. So not Same age as Luke. So she's not quite ready for the Senate yet. Uh, remember Padme. At ten years old, was already in the junior legislative. She was the queen by fourteen. Right, but that's not boom. Mm-hmm. We're talking Alderaan. Yeah, it wasn't Alderaan. But you could see Leia getting into no, trouble as the, a kid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. But because when we see her, when we see Leia in Rebels, that was what season three. She's oh roughly. God, I don't remember now. That she was what? What season? 18? Season three is still like two years before. Rogue One, right? Something like that. So she was 18 and, and yeah. a member of the Senate then, which I could see. That I could potentially see. But then it actually, if you go with the um, new, or the actual dialogue from uh, A New Hope, if we see Leia, she's probably not going to see Obi-Wan. Right. So he may be there probably, to see right. if she's okay, but she never actually, because um, when she's introducing herself to him in the message, she says, you helped my father in the Clone Wars. Now he asks for your help. She's talking to a man she's never met. You can tell by the way she says it. Well, yes and no. I mean, she could have just said, oh, yeah, because she said Clone Wars, yeah. So maybe we'll see. We might even see 
possibly Baylor again at some point. I, I think we're more likely to see um, Baylor Donna and reference to how Leia's doing than we will actually mm-hmm. see Leia. See, I think also same thing. If we if we see Bail Organa, I don't think he's going to see Obi Wan. I don't think they are actually going to have any contact between the two of them. Same reason, yeah, possibly, because Obi Wan, um, if he's had contact with Bail, then why would Bail make such this formal thing of sending his daughter to you? Know what I mean, it'd be more like, oh, hey, talk to an old friend. I already know where he's at. He's, you know, what I mean, right, right, yeah. But he would he would have known from when they did, yeah, did the hiding and everything after Order Sixty Six. Yeah, he knows I, well. Well, he knows where Obi-Wan's at because he sends Leia to there specifically. Now, the Yoda response, I don't no. know if we'll see Yoda. We may hear Yoda as they communicate through the Force. Yeah, I was, yeah, was going to say there might be some kind of communication with Yoda. See, that would be a new somehow. something new in canon, though. Because yeah, but, I don't even think in the, in the cartoons or in Clone Wars or Rebels or anything, we've ever seen Jedi, um, living Jedi, communicate through the Force. We did in the old books, but that was the old EU. No, no, we we do see it in in canon. When Empire Strikes well, Back, Luke and Leia. No, Luke and Vader. Kinda, huh? Luke and Vader. Well, yeah, but Luke and Leia first in Empire, end of Empire. Luke and Vader at the end of Empire as well. Yeah, True, yeah. but they're even there though. They're not um, specifically talking back and forth. Luke can sense that Vader's there, but they're not actually like having a conversation. Type. No, deal. they're having a conversation. Right. It's very brief, but there, there's a conversation. Oh, at the very had. end, yeah. At the very end. As they're leaving Cloud City, and he's on the Falcon. And then, yeah. he, and then he reaches out to Ben because he shrugs Vader off. Mm-hmm. But there is that conversation happening. Mm. But then again, they could also say that that's uh, because of how close the familial relationship is between Luke and Vader. Right. But that's just picking nits, you know? But, re- but remember, too, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, Yoda talks about how they could still... Con- as they go into hiding, they could still communicate. And an old friend has shown has shown Yoda how to do it. Yeah, I've always taken that line as um, meaning that Qui-Gon will teach uh, or can teach Obi-Wan how to commune through the Force with a dead someone who's gone to become one with the Force. I've never I never saw that as actually being able to communicate to other Jedi that are living. I, I thought of. I, I always saw it as it was a way for them to still communicate. Because as far as far as Yoda knows, at that immediate time, it's him and Obi Wan are all that's yeah. left. But by reaching out through the Force, they may be able to sense others. Because one of those one of the subplots I heard was there or no, um, yeah, there may be Cal Kestis in in the series briefly. That's a theory, yeah. Because they apparently yeah, there is uh, mention yeah. of Cal Kestis. In Brotherhood, which I had the book, I just haven't read it yet. But supposedly, Cal's mentioned where they they have uh, run-ins with Cal in in the in the book Brotherhood. Well, at that point, he would be a very young Padawan. He would have been a very young Padawan. Mm. So, plus two, we were talking communication. Canon, Ahsoka, and Grogu, they're communicating. Yeah, but they're both sitting side by side. Right. Yeah. Right, but he yeah, has no but- voice. He has to commun- he communicates through the force to her through mm-hmm. pictures in her mind. Yeah, yeah. If he's using the force, there they don't the think force. there's a uh, a time limit or a, a uh, distance. Yeah. Well, also you could argue, you could argue that um, how else would Obi Wan actually know where Yoda is? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because at the end of Revenge of the Sith, Yoda never says where he's going. Right. Yeah. He dropped off. He dropped off Leia with. 
the Organas, and then left. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, speaking of left, before we get any further, uh, I, I think we did a conversation about that question. Hopefully that answers. Yeah. It gives our um, opinions for it. And I want to say thank you to Henry for that question, who is also a, a new listener. Awesome. Well, one, speaking of one with the force, Colin Cantwell, designer of the X-Wing and more, uh, uh, passed away. Was an artist and designer. So uh, he lived an amazing life. He was a talented artist whose career spanned from NASA to Star Wars designs to his own sci-fi novels. Passed away uh, this past weekend. He was 90 years old. He began working with George Lucas, like only days ahead of concept artist Ralph McQuarrie on what would become Star Wars mm-hmm. A New Hope, or as we knew it back in the day, Star mm-hmm. Wars. Uh, he was quite possibly the first employee hired on the Star Wars project. Coming from a very design and space background, uh, Cantwell was tasked with bringing Lucas' ideas for various ships to life. A staggering number of designs and prototype models essentially formed the visual Star Wars starship Lexicon, including the X-Wing Y-Wing, the first approved design according to the making of Star Wars, TIE Fighter, Star Destroyer, Death Star, Landspeeder, Sandcrawler, and Blockade Runner. The design originally intended to be the Millennium Falcon. Notably, Cantwell's T-16 Skyhopper model, which was intended for a cut mm-hmm. racing sequence on Tatooine, not unlike the pod race sequence in Phantom Menace, actually ended up in A New Hope as the model Luke picks up and plays with while in the garage. Yeah, I recognize this sitting on the shelf here and some of the yes. pictures they uh-huh. have here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while Cantwell didn't design the final saucer-shaped Falcon... His conical cockpit from the original Blockade Runner did survive the transition to the final design. Mm-hmm. His so. Death Star model here looks really cool. Yeah. You see, the concept of the Death Star is that uh, it's still there, even though it's not obviously what it ended up being. Right. Same thing with the TIE Fighter. Yeah. Right. I really like that X-Wing, though. That X-Wing, it, to, to me, it's almost like a... Um, you could say that was a Star Wars X-Wing um, early design or even go back to it's similar to the Babylon 5 Star Fury also. Yeah, it almost has a similar look to, um, to the ship from the last Starfighter. Yeah, the Gunstar. Yeah, but you know, I would love to see if for the Acolyte, since that's taking place at the end of the High Republic era, that this is a Starfighter used. This X-Wing is a version used in that series. Possibly. As a tribute to Camelot. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I don't know. In Whoa. universe, though, it'd be weird, kind of strange that a hundred years ago they had a ship that close to an X-wing, but then when we get to the prequels, there's no no ships in that. I mean, then again, it's also a huge galaxy. But why wouldn't they have a vehicle um, that looked like that yet? Right. So I think when we get the acolyte, we've already seen a lot of the ship designs we're going to see in the comic books because you get um, oh, what are they called? They're um. What are the Jedi vessels called? The light something? You remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. There's Jedi starfighters in there, but I forget what they're called. Although I kind of hope we get to see Starlight Beacon. I'm hoping too. But, I mean, depends on when they put it. If this is a if this X wing is used like this and it's fixed and it's a fixed wing where they don't close, I I could deal with that too. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool if they looking at this X wing. What you could do, what they could do is you could actually have this be that they um, hang in the racks like Tie Fighters. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Anybody who's um, trying to wonder about our um, the pictures for this, 
uh, just, just StarWars.com has, is, has this story, and there's a, some pictures of these concept um, yeah. models that he made. Well, it's like his original Falcon, um, which ended up being the inspiration for the, the Tanner Four. Looks so much like the the Eagle from Space 1999. That's what I thought was sitting mm-hmm. on the shelf when I first saw that. I thought that was actually a model of the a Eagle. little bit, I suppose. I actually What's... have a Hot Wheels version of that. Okay, the one that's underneath that, the beside the um, Star Destroyer, I recognize that vehicle. I don't know if that was Star Wars or not. Right. It looks very, very familiar. And it said here, this um, Colin worked on uh, uh, Close Encounters, Buck Rogers, and War Games, uh, and a lot of other movies, too. So it was like, knowing late 70s, early 80s sci-fi, I'm, that had to make it into something. I'm trying to remember. It looks really, really familiar. Which one are you talking about? If you go to the bottom picture that has the uh, Disco Ball Star Destroyer on top with the T-16, the next one down is Blockade mm-hmm. Runner. The bottom shelf, there's an early concept for a Star Destroyer. And to the left mm-hmm. side, is it looks like a pyramid-type ship that looks really, really familiar. wonder if that ended up being used in uh, Buck Rogers. Yeah, it's not Battlestar. It could have been a Buck Rogers because there's a lot of things that you saw as a one-off on Buck Rogers. Or something like an Ice Pirates or something. Let me look him up on IMDb and see what other movies he's done. Well, if you look in front of the Blockade Runner, that almost looks like what ended up becoming the Trade Federation battle station. Yeah, their ships. Yeah, without the ball in the middle. No, there's a ball there. It's just smaller. Um, Uh, But uh, Cantwell was a creative force on Stanley Kubrick's 2001 Space Odyssey, uh, designing its innovative space sequences. His other dis- credits in movies and television include Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Buck Rogers in the 25th Century, and War Games, the latter of which led to his programming a software that took Hewlett-Packard monitors from a display of just a few colors to 5,000. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. That, so that may have inspired someone else to do something because the movies he's done when he was actually building models was just the 2001 um, animation of models in Mars: The Search Begins, which I don't—I've never heard of. Star Wars, a movie called Genesis, back from '78, um, and then um, he was did computer graphics for Buck Rogers, which I don't remember how much in the way of computer graphics there was. Maybe it's the displays on the monitors. Yeah, and then War Games, the, compu- Maybe, yeah. the computer graphics. That may, looking at that more, that may have been. Uh, wonder if that's a prototype idea for a sand crawler. That's the other one I was thinking of, possibly. I almost want to say it looks like the prototype of the land speeder, too, in a way. Because what what are these two two vehicles in between it and Star Destroyer? Yeah. Yeah, those Actually, little one, things. Yeah. I don't know. The one up in the middle that, that you said looks like Trade Federation, that looks like it could have been a prototype land speeder. Yeah, that's okay. what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. But those vehicles. The one below, I don't know. Are, those vehicles look like they could be droid traps. Too. Yeah, but Derek, was that familiar? It looks kind of familiar to you too. That one I was talking about. Yeah, it looks really familiar. I have no idea where though. Which one are we talking about again? Hmm. That one on the bottom left, the pyramid, pyramid. one. Yeah. yeah, it's like right at the tip of my brain, and I just can't, mm-hmm. can't bring it up. And what it is is that's not the final design. So we saw the final design somewhere, but I right. don't know. Is that even really a ship? Could that be? Uh... Something that was maybe used in Jabba's palace. He never did. Yeah, it's entirely Jedi. possible. He only did uh, New Hope. No, Does but that mean could have been his his idea. The stuff is proper becomes property of Lucas. Yeah, 
Right, so they could have used it later on, possibly. I know one thing, that Death Star model on here is definitely a sign of its time because that is definitely just a disco ball with um, plastic pearls on the sides of it. <laughs> just glued on, hot glued on uh, the sides of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, it was probably like, oh, I need a big ball somewhere. Quick. Yeah. He has some great designs, though, obviously, because you see what this is between him and McQuarrie basically designing the technology of Star Wars. Actually, if you look at the the solo picture of the Death Star, it's not a disco ball. Yeah, but it looks, sitting on the shelf, it looks like it because it's so right. shiny. This one doesn't look quite as shiny. Yeah, here. yeah but you can see exactly yeah. what it was. It's, it's a globe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, it's a globe painted. As you can see all the textures underneath it from the previous hey, paint. It's a concept. You know, I mean, it's proof of concept. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, our, our thoughts out to the Cantwell family, um, yes. a legacy well worth not only Star Wars, but sci-fi alone is, is great. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Obi-Wan starts Friday, the 27th, um, we're recording Wednesday, the 25th and it's Star Wars very first Obi-Wan Wednesdays. And what was released today, Reva, there is a Reva pop, a Reva black series figure. Uh, I believe there is a Reva, um, where's the other, uh, I know I've been seeing images of a Reva, um, vintage collection, but no world. Uh, and there is apparently a Reva, um, from what I, I have seen pictures of a Reva retro and Reva vintage, uh, vintage collection and black series. So three, three figures coming, uh, all are going to be pre-order on Thursday. Uh, so yeah, reading this, reading the caption underneath the title on uh, StarWars.com, you can't run Obi Wan, the third sister, the villainous Inquisitor from Obi Wan Kenobi, makes her debut in Hasbro's Hasbro's fan favorite six inch Black Series line, as well as the three and three quarter inch vintage collection and retro collection. So apparently, there is going to be a retro wave for Kenobi coming. They say that's going to be my guess. If there's going to be a Reva figure then there's going to be more in the collection i i'm i'm guessing we will probably see obi-wan probably see the inquisitor grand inquisitor if we if we get six in the wave we'll get reva grand inquisitor fifth brother uh, you know you're getting an obi-wan and a darth vader yeah if they're gonna do it they're gonna do a darth vader at least and a obi-wan yeah, which unfortunately Vader, unless they do a new head sculpt, it's gonna be the it's gonna be the same Vader that there's plenty of out there already. Yeah, but it'll be on an Obi Wan card. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what well, we need we need an Obi Wan with the Opie. Yeah. I actually mm. still have downstairs Jar Jar with whatever the creature was where they were using on Naboo. Okay. I have that figure. It was a figure that came with the creature, and it's weird because the creature had a button on the back, so the it never sits right. Because the legs, when you push the button, would actually kick back and forth like it was trying to run. <laughs> so it never stands correctly because it's got spring-loaded to sit in the, in the stride. Right. <laughs> um, from Jazzwares, Star Wars Micro Galaxy Squad, Obi-Wan's Jedi Starfighter, um, which has Obi-Wan and his droid, R4-P-17. This almost looks like um, a little bit larger version of the old Micro Machines, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it this is, is bigger because the um, the figures <clears throat> are about the size of micro machines. Yeah, uh, or like or the old um, micronauts or whatever they had back in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, one inch figures. Come out with a whole line of those, which is in the story I put up. 
which I'll, I'll get to. Uh, this is just the Obi-Wan release. Uh, Lego, because there's more Lego mm-hmm. stuff to discuss. Uh, Lego Star Wars, uh, Obi-Wan's Starfighter and more. Uh, the Starfighter, uh, inspired by Attack of the Clones, features Obi-Wan, R4P17, uh, Tan Wee, as well as the Jedi Master's iconic ship. Other Lego Star Wars releases include the Inquisitor Transport Scythe and Brickheads inspired by Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then finally, uh, Darth Vader Voice Manipulator Plush. Command those around you with the voice of Vader. Sith Lords of all ages will enjoy this Darth Vader Voice Manipulator Plush featuring a voice changer and light up lightsaber. That's weird. So this is a plush. What do you do? Hold them up close to your mouth and you talk talk into Vader? (laughs) He changes your voice? Probably. Probably like mm-hmm. the like when you're at Cracker Barrel, the push the button, say something to the parrot, and the parrot voice changes your voice and says that sounds like the parrot saying something. I've not seen that one. Yeah, they've been around for year for years. Yeah, uh, this will be you, you hold him up and you talk into the back of his head, so it looks like he's talking. Possibly uh, to continue on with the Funko Pops. Um, there, even though the main one was Reva. Uh, other Funko Pops that are going to be available for pre-order is Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. They are going full on Darth Vader. If you look, every Darth Vader, anything they're putting out in the last, or in the, at least this year, has all had the red eyes. Yeah. They've been doing the red eyes for a while with Vader, ever since that was acknowledged that that's the way the helmet actually was. I want to say they've been doing it since at least Revenge of the Sith. Most Vaders have the red eyes. Oh, I roll, I scroll down to the second um, paragraph on this article. Um, looks like Funko beat Hasbro to the punch. With what? First line of the second paragraph on that one. There's going to be an Obi-Wan pop and a deluxe Ben Kenobi with the Opie. They're Ben Kenobi on the Opie. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It actually looks cool. The keychains look kind of cool, too. Yeah. I have two Funko Pop keychains. I have uh, Ant-Man and Wasp. They're actually pretty cool. I, I would I would love to get more or get some that are Star Wars related. The uh, Funko should make a two-pack of half-inch scale, actual just regular Funko Pops, but half-inch scale and have it be uh, Ant-Man and Wasp. Drunk down. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, little itty bitty where you lose them if you fall off the they fall off the desk. Well, the, but you could have mini ones. The, the keychains are I want to say are almost the same size as what they use for the games that you, the board yeah. games they have. Actually, maybe a hair smaller, but still they're they're cool to have. I have actually a couple of the uh, DC. I have a couple of the Batman's from the board game Batman ones, and they're almost full Funko size. Yeah, I know when they did the games. Uh, the ones that I have seen. So getting that Darth Vader. The red-eyed Darth Vader? Yeah. When, when I saw the games at Target, they were they were almost half size of the Funko Pops. Which games were you checking out? Yeah, about that. Uh, there was like a Harry Potter one, and okay. uh, I can't remember the others. I'd have to go down and check. Well, yeah, they're all about the same size for those because, um, and it's interesting, the rules are very similar to, you guys ever hear of a game called Heroescape? Yes. It yep. was a similar style of rule set make it real easy to get into a miniatures game Hmm. like i said i have the batman base set and then i have like one of the expansions i think for it all right i found my keychain i'm on funko site now Uh uh-oh there's a chewbacca funko pop keychain i smell a rabbit hole of course there is Mm -hmm. sorry that was me yeah now let's see what there is in marvel (laughs) for the marvel one marvel's got 21 of them Okay, quite a few. I, I like I like my Falcon and Winter Soldier. 
or um, Ant Man and Wasp. So uh, I mean, it, it, <laughs> the keychains are kind of cool. I'm just gonna put it out there. They're kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty cool. I think I have one somewhere, but I got it in. Um, it's probably a Star Wars one because I would have got it with the uh, Funko's uh, bounty boxes or whatever they were they were doing for Star Wars right. for a while. I think I got all but one of those. I have a Deadpool. I have a Deadpool. I have a Deadpool Labbit from Kid Robot. Labbit's the was when they did the mashup with their Labbit is the uh, bunny vinyl figure that they did that they would put different designs on, mm. which was cool. Oh yeah, yeah. He's still in the box. Been up there twelve years in the box. I gotta change that eventually. Uh, getting back the. Um, so with the Funko Pops, we, we talked about that. Uh, with Lego, uh, the Transport Scythe comes with uh, Grand Inquisitor, Reva, um, Fifth Brother, and Obi-Wan. That is a cool-looking ship. Yes. And if you look at the Saber Blades for the Inquisitors, new hilts for because it's got the round. Oh, yeah? It's the double blade buzz, the, the, um, the signature hilt for... Uh, or an inquisitor. I mean, the the hilt itself may be each hilt may be designed slightly different, but it still has the circular where you either do the half half guard or full guard around. I think for this, um, being the, I think there might be two different styles, but I don't think you're gonna get more than that of the on the lightsaber hilts because they're so small for Lego. You and there's got to be know. enough space for you to actually grab a hold of them. No, I, I'm, mm. I'm not saying for Lego there's going to be a difference. I, I think it's all going to be the same health, just like it is for you know the regular, regular lightsaber, lightsaber blades. Yeah, You're talking the actual lightsabers on screen. Yes, because uh, rumor has it Reva's hilt, Reva's saber is going to be a HasLab, upcoming HasLab. And you've got the option of either a full circle or half circle in the two blades. There'll be a Black Series lightsaber uh, project going for about 500 bucks, which for the Black Series sabers for two blades, that's not a bad price for HasLab. That could be a justified price. Maybe. Depends on what, what extras and stuff you get with it. I have to see curious to see what it comes with so uh we already talked about the uh starfighter and then um the blockheads it's a vader oh wow this vader is i want those vader is a lot better than the original vader blockhead yeah that's so cool and obi-wan and then the obi-wan yeah those look nice what i always thought the um was cool about these blockheads is the fact they look almost like 8-bit versions of the characters yes that's the whole behind them. Mm -hmm. right that's the whole purpose behind them. And with some of them, it looks great. Others, it's like, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, some of them don't quite work. Um, and then to continue on from Jazzwares, the Micro Galaxy Squadron um, was discussed. You know, we already talked about um, Starfighter, Obi-Wan Jedi Starfighter. Uh, second is going to be a Razor Crest, Razor Crest that will come with Mando, Garga, and, uh, and Grogu. A second Razor Crest will be released later this year. Uh, the Millennium Falcon will be available at Target. Uh, look for Luke's X-Wing and Vader's TIE Fighter, as well as two regular TIE Fighters and Imperial Troop Transport. So my hope is, yes. it says two regular TIE Fighters, twelve ninety nine each. I'm hoping they do similar to when the die-cast metal ones came out originally when we were kids. You do the and even when they did the actual ones to go with the figures, they do the white and then they do the blue, the bluish gray. Mm. And of course, the Tie Fighters are one of the only one like they don't have pictures of. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I'm gonna get these. I still want them. 
<laughs> I love how they get around this. From the book of Boba Fett, look for his ship. It's yeah. the Slave One, okay? <laughs> um, the Fire Spray, whatever you want to call it. Slave One to us. As well as Asajj Ventress's uh, Genovex Starfighter. Finally, some ATSTs. That's pretty cool. Uh, which yeah, you, get the, ones. you get the one from um, Return of the Jedi and one from Mandalorian. Yep. And uh, yep. Scout Mystery Packs. Which I'm not exactly sure what that means, but I'm intrigued. See, I don't see what the difference is between the two Razor Crests, except for the figures. Maybe that's it. Yeah, Luke's X-wing looks like. Uh, yeah, that's Dagobah. Uh, the weathering from Dagobah. There's Vader's Sci Fi. Yeah. Looks great. And you're right. Yep. No pictures of the X-wing. They don't even have. Yeah, I think the second one on here is going to be the one that's. Um, it says there's two available this year. So the first one, Image Three, is actually the first one they're releasing. Right. Then Image Four is going to be the second one. Uh, the back of the. Looks like the ship is the same. The, the back of the box of the Falcon uh, shows a TIE fighter. That looks like the white. Yeah. There is actually a difference here on the Razor Crests, at least one. Okay. And the second one that's coming, if you look on the engines, there's engine panels that look like they're removable. Uh, because of the Jawa. Yeah. Because yeah. the first one is all um, silver Beskar. If you look, there's a couple of darker green and almost khaki green panels and stuff where it's got more damage and things. Because remember, um, this one, if you got, um, oh, drawing a blank again. This has got Mando, Quill, and, uh, a Jawa. Quill, and a Jawa. So that's going to be the one where Quill actually finds all the parts so you can put it back together. See, episode Molly's in. Yeah. Uh, and I think so it's I interesting. Wonder, I don't, wonder they don't show it in the more pictures. than just panels come off. Maybe. I don't know. And I think it's interesting, too. And the picture on the back of the box shows uh, Obi-Wan Starfighter with the... Um, Hyperspace ring. Yeah. Yeah. Where's that? You know what's the coolest thing about this set or all the, or just this line? It's the fact if you look, it's actually affordable. Yeah. Yes. The most expensive thing that they have on the list here right now the would Falcon. be the Falcon at 50 bucks. Which is not a bad price. The average Which, price for your vehicles yeah. is um, between 10 and 20 bucks. Yeah. I th- now they say and the mystery packs with the, the scout mystery packs is a speeder bike, but I'm I'm guessing it's going to depend on whether it's a scout trooper or Luke or Leia or Ewok or I want to hopefully that's the chase pack, the one that's really hard to find is one with that comes with an Ewok. <laughs> yeah, or, or it may be you know the speeder bike pilots in different positions on it on the if not. I, can't see where there's a variation with the that much variation now, with a biker scout and a yeah and a speeder bike. I don't know. I don't know how big all of these are, but it says the Razor Crest is seven inches, inches long. That's pretty good size. Falcon looks like it may be fourteen. Yeah, that's a good size Falcon too. Yeah, that is pretty cool. So great the, detail. The pictures don't show it, but you look on the back. It's like all the panels of the Falcon open up, so it's actually a playset. Also, yeah, 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 uh, and then. Awesome. Oh, I gotta get these. Uh, Hasbro supposedly it's been announced what their celebration exclusive is going to be. Is a Paz Vizsla with John Favreau's head on it. So if you take the helmet off, see John Favreau underneath, which leads that to looks pretty good too. Which leads to the uh, the leak that has supposedly come out. So I'm gonna pose this question to you guys: Would you pay fi- sixty bucks, fifty nine ninety nine? To have a Star Wars or G.I. Joe or Ghostbuster or Power Ranger C 
six inch figure with your personal head on it. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. I don't know. For me, probably not because I'm not a huge I toy collector. I don't know. For toy collectors, I could see I, it. I'm very tempted, but I don't know if I would actually pull the trigger on that one. Star Wars wise, your options are Mandalorian, X-Wing pilot, Leia, and Hoth, or Stormtrooper. And I don't believe any of them come with helmets. So if that was the case, that was the case, I'll just do, I'll do the X-Wing pilot. And then I will find a loose helmet somewhere on online on eBay and then paint it to to my own scheme for the figure. And I'll probably do the X-Wing pilot. Yeah, I would I would consider it. I have my have my own figure or figure of me. It's very tempting. Yeah. Now a lot of people were saying that that I was reading they were saying they were very upset that there was no Sith or Jedi options for the figure. Mm-hmm. I I'll throw in there. I'm surprised there's not more I'm surprised there's not clone trooper options or well or any of the other troops, troop commanders. Maybe there will be later on. Or or indoor com- indoor commandos, or rebel fleet troopers, or an imperial officer. Because I'll tell you, I did the imperial officer and modify it to be uh, imperial press corps. Be a press corps officer. I did that. Yeah. So you no, know, this Favreau looks pretty awesome, and I believe that's actually there's remember there's a long history of um, Hasbro doing this for celebration. Right. Apparently, you're only going to be able. That's to- where we got the, the George Lucas action figure. Apparently, you're only going to be able to pre-order this at Celebration, but it will be available for a full release to everyone in, in the fall. So, okay, now you're starting up Dave Filoni with Trapper Wolf, Favaro, Lucas. Then they redo Lucas X-Wing pilot. I know yeah. I have the original uh, one. I thought they did Lucas either X-Wing or Stormtrooper, X-Wing pilot or Stormtrooper for uh, six inch. I, like I said, I know I have the original one. I don't remember what size it is. It's still actually just downstairs on a card. The the other option you've got is there's already two other Paz Vizsla figures out there. First one's known as the Mandalorian Heavy Trooper or Heavy Mandalorian, which was the original, which I believe was a Best Buy exclusive. Why you got to bring his weight into this? That's what they called him <laughs> because of the armament he carries. <laughs> Not because he's trans. I mean, I think he's in really good shape. Heavy, man. Heavy. Well, I'm not saying it because what's he's got to do with it? Um, and then, of course, there was the, uh, the credit version where it was based on the coloring from the credit uh, from the end credits that comes with the credit. And now you get Favreau. So you could do the you know, if you were a as Vizsla fan, you could go after the, the three pack. So um, with Filoni, with Trapper Wolf, you know, add him to your different OT generation X-Wing pilots that are out there or or rebel pilots. So, so yeah. Uh, then there's also mission fleets. You have Reva with the uh, the Scythe transport, uh, Sith Inquisitor with a probe droid, Stormtrooper with an E-Web, and Obi-Wan on an EOP. So, you guys still there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, just quiet. Taking it all in, man. Yeah, there's a lot here. So, mm-hmm. um, every so here's another another story from StarWars.com. It's OB-101. Everything you need to know about Kenobi. Cute. Um, Of course, there was the uh, early years. um, I remember. I remember this at Celebration. I was on the. I was at this panel when asked by Celebration Five stage host John Stewart in 2010. George Lucas said Obi Wan was born on the planet of Stu John. That Kenobi had no memories of his life before the Jedi. Um, he said in Age of Republic, Obi-Wan number one, I was very young when I left my home world. 
identified as as Force-sensitive and taken to the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Uh, In the Marvel Obi-Wan comic, we'll get a glimpse of his childhood there as a youngling. Uh, Then in Master and Apprentice, um, there's the mention of, uh, for the early years, he wouldn't have learned, I wouldn't learn nearly as much from someone who always agreed with me, uh, referring to Qui-Gon in Star Wars Master and Apprentice. Uh, and then there's um, moments with brother and brotherhood. Uh, other major moments we may have missed. Um, we find out about the uh, relationship he and Satine had in the past. And then um, and that has a lot of questions still on it because they didn't confirm or deny anything on that. No, they put out a lot of ideas and then just kind of leave them hanging there. Oh, yeah. So you never know how far did that actually go? How did you know? True. What did they have? Did, did she possibly secretly have a child that he didn't know about? Interesting. Always, always thought that. So, um, and then to continue on, 10 of Obi-Wan's greatest moments so far. Showdown on Naboo. <clears throat> what can we say? That was great. Uh, number two. Yep. Rumble in the jungle. I mean, rumble in the rain. Uh, from Attack yeah, of the Clones. Fight Jango. Yep, where he's fighting Jango. Do you guys check on that first one, the picture they have there? You see that's actually a behind-the-scenes photo? Yeah. Yep. Because that lightsaber's lit up? Yeah. That was pro- that might have been from the actual filming, and then they went back and added the, the effects to it later. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the blades they were using, yeah, actually on set. It's the, it's the stop right. blades, yeah. Um, number three, Obi-Wan and Satine. The talk goes, had you said the word, he confesses to Satine when it looks like he won't see her again, I would have left the Jedi Order. That's pretty heavy. So, uh, much later, Maul captures and kills the teen to torment his nemesis. Obi-Wan resists, succumbing to the fear and rage inside. You can kill me, but you will never destroy me, he tells the former Sith without wavering. Um, An unlikely alliance, revenge in Star Wars Clone Wars is number four. Uh, When he is captured by the malevolent brothers, he comes into the dark hold of, into the cargo hold of Maul's ship. He finds an unexpected assistance from the former dark disciple Asajj Ventress, who is there to take on Savage Opress. So I think that's when we start to see the uh, her coming back to the light side, is what I always thought. And I would love to see uh, Ventress show up in a series here in the future. Yeah. Some I, would, I don't know. I don't want to see her get fully redeemed. No, I don't because know. She's she's the perfect one. Is remember she was um, she's closer to a dark Jedi than a Sith because she was never a Sith, right? Right. But supposedly, when when she changes from the dark side to more light side, she becomes a bounty hunter. Yeah. So that's where I would love to see her. Maybe in Mandalorian season three, we see her as a bounty hunter. Isn't that one of the comics or the books that we actually see her death? Hang on, let me look it up. I thought we, they've already written her death. I don't recall. I don't remember. Quite possibly. Uh, number five, the wild ride. And when he's on the back of the boga during Revenge of the Sith. Yes. She dies um, 19 years before um, Yavin on Christophsis. Is, me... uh... is that canon or is that legend? Yeah. This, well, this is Wikipedia. Give me a minute. Let me get down to the end of here. Because I, I, I know at the parks, they just released her lightsaber 
from um, when, when she leaves, and it's a yellow blade. And it looks very similar to Maul's reforged lightsaber. So She had so much stuff in the Clone Wars and uh, things that this is a long article. I get to the bottom somewhere of her death. I knew they had done it somewhere. So they have her dying a year after. Um, Order 66. After Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Approximately, yeah. Well, remember, at the end of the Clone Wars series, she was already um, pretty much on her own as a bounty hunter because she and Ahsoka have a story arc together. Yeah. Plus, she, she was it. on the um, she was on the Halcyon at one point. Yep. That was issue two. No, issue three. One that just came out. And she she was a bounty hunter. Her bounty hunter partner also turned um, lover was Quaylen Voss. Okay. So this is a long article here. Yes, it is. Are you screaming down through it too? Yeah. They don't, they don't talk about, they just say when she bosses overall plan was to rescue Dooku only to be led to Darsidious and to kill both Sith. But that plan failed when Voss, Dooku and Ventress crashed on Christophus pursued by the Jedi. Dooku learned of Voss's plan and tried to kill him with force lightning, but Ventress stood in the way and saved Quilon's uh, life at the cost of her own. After Dooku escaped, Ventress sacrificed help boss break the dark side's grip on him completely. So was this in the comic books? I have no clue. Hmm. This is after the Clone Wars series, obviously. Right. I don't, if, if it's, I don't know where it would have been. It has really to don't. be in one of the comic books. If it's, if it's not, then they always retcon the, uh, uh, Ventress was going to be revealed to a survivor fate and dark disciple to make an appearance in Star Wars Resistance. In this appearance, she would have dueled Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. Really? Yep. Uh, hmm. Dark Disciple, the 2015 novel focused on the character. Um, yeah, the, the, behind the scenes, they don't talk about where, where her death occurred at. It has to either be in a book or in a comic book because it wasn't on screen anywhere. Could be. Yeah. But anyway, we'll continue on. Uh, hopefully, I would, I would like to see it retconned and see her uh, make an appearance. Yeah. Um, number six, so uncivilized, uh, from Revenge of the Sith, when Obi-Wan ends General Grievous's life with a last second blaster shot. Hmm. Uh, number seven, Battle of Heroes, uh, the friendship battle between Obi-Wan and Anakin. Uh, number eight, the message. It's when we see Obi-Wan shortly after Order 66 in the Holocron from the message. Yeah. Uh, number nine, rematch with Maul. I think that... Had they had more time, this could have been a much better battle. I agree. But being in a half hour kid show, they didn't have enough time to actually draw that out. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. I get they they probably thought it was cool, but like they probably thought it was cool looking and everything, which you know it was, but it was also a little like eh. But then again you could you could say well you had an older Obi Wan and a Darth Maul that's only half of a being anymore. Half a man. Uh, after me and he used to be then, similar to the battle with Vader because remember the battle with Vader seemed like it, if you see Obi-Wan when he's younger attacking and doing being a Jedi it's totally different than what we see on the Death Star which is number 10 I shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine mm-hmm. so well the other point from that battle the reason uh, on the Death Star the, one of the theories supposedly of the reason why Obi Wan didn't go bananas and uh, could and um, fully pull or fully pull all the force was because he gave up. He knew what needed to be done. He needed to sacrifice himself. Yeah, and that's why he became one with the force. He just said, "You know what? I'm gone." Yeah, uh, but it wasn't actually Vader that did that. He actually just became one with the force as Vader was swinging through. 
Yeah. Then uh, finally, it is talked about why Obi-Wan is set 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. Uh, the story for us, it takes place uh, 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. So we're right between prequels and the original trilogy, says series director Deborah Chow. And really, it's a character story about Obi-Wan. And in large part, the story that we've been trying to tell is his journey on how he went from the end of Revenge of the Sith with all the pain and the tragedy that happened in that ending to become the calm and peaceful Alec Guinness that walked into a new hope. So we're trying to tell that moment of transition of how did he get from here to here. Um, regarding his relationship with Anakin, which sure seems like there's going to be one hell of a rematch between them, which I really don't want. Yeah. That's all but confirmed at this point. Which totally takes away the final battle between Obi-Wan and Vader. Well, supposedly it actually gives, um, it plays forward to actually make that take even or mean even more. I don't know how. I don't know how either. But that's what they're promising. Well, we'll see. But but, yeah. in, the, but in New Hope, um, it, it, it comes across that they haven't faced <clears throat> each other since Vader turned, doned the costume, doned, doned the armor. That's the impression. It's never explicitly said, but it's kind of inferred that way. Yeah, that's the impression. But yeah, it is. And that's the way it needs to stay. It isn't. I I think that's the way it needs to stay. Just keep the integrity of that scene. I'm afraid to see see the other. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, Chow added at this point, both Obi-Wan and for the galaxy is quite a dark period. That actually made it real interesting to tell the story in this period. It's a time when the Empire is ascending. It's post-Order 66, so most of the Jedi have been killed. A lot of them are being hunted by the Inquisitors. So it's a very dark time to be a Jedi, and most of them are hiding or dead. So for him, at this point, 10 years later, we're dealing with post-66 after Anakin, who believes he who he believes he killed, and then all his friends, everybody's sort of gone or hiding. So it's a tough period for Obi-Wan. So, um, and then Star Wars Andor is repeatedly or reportedly bringing back death troopers and mud troopers. Mm. Cool. Also known as swamp troopers. Uh, mud troopers were featured in solo Star Wars story, but um, according to IMDB listings and sources as confirming the Mud Trooper actors have been cast, as well as a major set piece that seems to feature both Mud Troopers and Death Troopers. Hmm. Together? That would be interesting. Quite. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's in the right time frame. Yeah. And remember, Mud Troopers and Death Troopers were both introduced live action in Rogue One. No, Mud Troopers was introduced in Solo. Oh, yeah, in Solo. To the live action, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. So, and for those who want to remember what the Mud Trooper is, it's the one that almost looks like um, an Imperial officer with the armored chest plate and the gas mask variation of the helmet. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, it, the, I don't know how better else to explain this. Other than go to, um, Ro- or to Solo and on Memban when he's in the infantry, that you see Mud Troopers. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it, hey, it has, almost, a very, it has a very German-esque vibe to it. Definitely, yeah. And it's like, it looks like it's part Imperial officer, part TIE fighter pilot, part regular stormtrooper. Yeah, the helmet itself is very unique because it almost looks yeah. like the, the eyepiece is, is a set of goggles that can come off. Yeah. It almost looks like what Ray may have for her goggles that those could come up, could have come from 
not a stormtrooper, but a swamp trooper. So, so yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the series will also answer some mysteries about Rogue One. Really? Uh, as stated, uh, Rogue One story threw fans right into the midst of the early rebellion's desperate covert mission to uncover the Empire's plot to build a super weapon. Um, so even the biggest Rogue One fan can admit that there are a lot of unanswered questions. Uh, Tony Gilroy wrote Rogue One and was a lo- largely uncredited for handling the reshoots that actually got the film in the can. So Gilroy knows better than anyone exactly which plot, fo- which plot holes need f- filling. Um, apparently, uh, he's the showrunner for this series as well. Yes, he's the original writer and creator of it. Um, so, you know, he's been fighting since he was a child, right? He says, you know, he's been a guerrilla fighter. You certainly know he's been an assassin. He kills an ally in the very first scene that we see him. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, just like Han Solo would have. What's wrong with that? It's okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know if it's okay, but. Yeah, I don't know if it's okay. It's necessary. Well, he, he kills an ally. Well, yeah. the, the ally he kills is injured can't continue and is in jeopardy of getting shot or getting captured and give away all the secrets what you didn't do just to save the cause life of the one outweigh is is less worried losing one life for for the betterment of many is a sacrifice worth taking if you're gonna be an intelligence you know that's easy there spock Hey. I was going to say, you're just getting ready to switch franchises here. <laughs> just about. <laughs> Which this I, whole the mini thing. Okay, I'm going to admit it. Strange New World's a cool series. <laughs> I really like it. Yeah? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Um, Halo, it is awesome. Halo's it's been pretty good, too. Best, yeah, the, yeah. Well, the best Star Trek that's been out in a long time either. comes back next week. Is it next week? Orville's back yep. next week? Final season? June 2nd. Final season. Oh, yeah. So. Strange New World is moving back in the correct direction, though. Yeah. Um, so Gilroy remembers that one particular scene that seems to have inspired what Andor will explore. Uh, Jen Arso comes out of the council meeting on Yavin and says they don't want to do it. They don't have the guts to do it. And he's standing there with his murder row of guys saying, man, if we don't go do this, then all these terrible things that we did, all the crap that we've done, it'll be useless. And all the moral, all the blood <laughs> on our hands will be useless. So... Cool. So I'd be curious to see, I guess in many ways, this is going to kind of be that Mission Impossible Star Wars variation or the I Spy Star Wars version. Well, we knew this one was going to be a spy spy show. That's just Andor is a spy. Yeah, right. I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely looking forward to that. So uh, final thoughts. I'm really excited to see what comes out in the next couple days from Celebration. Yeah, I'm really excited to see where the Obi-Wan show goes. Yes, I I agree. So, um, I guess on that note, there's only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jets, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. Oh, my God.